1: Everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site T with Janae. T with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited about this week's brand new episode because I'm chatting with Danielle Hayden from Kickstart Accounting all about how to evaluate whether an investment is the right fit right now. Danielle helps us understand how we should be evaluating our businesses, what type of professionals we should have on our team, and gives us the tangible tools to evaluate our own decisions. A little bit about Danielle is that she's a reformed chief financial officer who is on a mission to help rule breaking female entrepreneurs understand their numbers so they can gain the confidence needed to create sustainable profits. Danielle is also the co-owner of Kickstart Accounting, where she helps business owners with bookkeeping, financial analysis, and education, and as the author of the Profit Planner book series. This is a jam-packed episode, and I'm so excited she's here. I know you guys are going to love today's show. All right, let's get started. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. So glad that you guys are here.
0: I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Danielle, can you say hi to everyone? Hello everyone. I am so excited for this conversation today.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm so excited to jump in and we're going to be talking about how to evaluate whether investment is the right fit right now. I think money is such a hot topic, sensitive topic, and people don't talk enough about it. So I'm excited to pick your brain and help myself and our listeners get a little
0: bit more financially clear. <laughs> yeah. And I promise you, I really try to make it as non-scary as possible um, throughout the years, I've realized how difficult money and money mindset is for especially, like I think it's all people, but then especially business owners. So um, I get it, right? Like we, we need to make this topic accessible because we have a responsibility to our business and our vendors and our customers to be able to understand this information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so we'll, we'll make it as easily uh, digestible as possible. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, this
1: is, and this is why I'm so glad that you know um, you're here. Is that people get really afraid about money, myself included. Uh, not not so much anymore. I've really conquered those fears. But I, you know, I'm excited to to talk about this. So before we get started, I can tell we're going to have a great show. Uh, let's introduce you to our listeners. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I own Kickstart Accounting Inc. We are uh, an accounting firm committed to helping business owners understand their numbers. Uh, We get how difficult this topic is. So we really partner with our clients to make it, again, easy and digestible um, every time we send the financial statements. Um, We do all of the bookkeeping for our clients. So Again, I know how this this topic like haunts people. They're like, I don't <laughs> want to do my bookkeeping. Um, and so we realized we can't help people understand the numbers unless we have accurate bookkeeping in order to be able to do that. So we really take that over from start to finish. And I get it. I, I was a creative. I'm still a creative, but I came from that creative background. I was actually a hairdresser for a long time. And uh, fell in love with the numbers through working at the the hair salon. And people always say to me, how did you go? Like, that's so different. But I tell people all the time, but it's not because I was one of the hairdressers trying to figure out, okay, how many haircuts do I need to do this week? How many hair colors do I need to do? How do I need to get to reach my goals? And how do I help the other girls in the salon get to their goals so that we can all make more money together? And so we, I, I fell in love with the numbers pieces of it as I was doing that creative activity. So just because you have a creative side doesn't mean you can't learn to fall in love with the, with the numbers and learn how that can, um, can help you in your business. So um, I pivoted from being a hairdresser. I went back to school for accounting. Uh, worked for a long time in corporate America as a chief financial officer. And while I was working there, I said, I need to bring these strategies to entrepreneurship, right? Like I've learned so much about how businesses use their numbers to make business decisions. I have got to bring this to entrepreneurship, uh, and there was the birth of Kickstart Accounting Inc. I love that! Oh my
1: gosh, it's so exciting! I was going to say you have great uh, hair in your profile picture, and that like <laughs> explains <you>. it all. <laughs> Thank you. I love that! Oh, I'm so excited you're here. So let's let's jump in. Let's start talking about it. So we're going to talk about, you know, how to evaluate whether an investment is the right fit right now. And you know, maybe you ex- can explain, you know, where we should even begin when we start thinking about making investments in our business.
0: Yeah. So uh, we have found when we work with our clients, so again, cr- a cre- creative entrepreneurs just like you, and we all get very excited, right? So we find a new piece of equipment, or course, or mastermind, or um, um, you know, some a oh, VA, yeah. right? Like whatever, yeah, yeah. Like that, the big investment that you want that you want to make, and it can be really easy to um, have the shiny uh, shiny object syndrome because we're so passionate as as entrepreneurs and creatives, and so we have to have a. Mechanism to pause, right? To give us the the guidance to be able to decide whether or not this is the right investment. So, um, I I've created the forty eight hour rule. Um, in 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 our world, we respond to all of our clients within forty eight hours, and so I call it the forty eight hour rule. I want when you have a big investment for you to have the time space and energy to be able to put some some like time and space between you and the decision to, to really consult with yourself and then consult with your numbers and your bookkeeper. So mm-hmm. I want you to have that time to be able to say, is this the right financial decision for me right now? And maybe the numbers say no but there's a nut the, the then we can go deeper right like why would this be the right decision right now but we have to consult the numbers first before we can start putting our gut to the numbers
1: yeah oh gosh it's like hitting the core there i like the 48 hour rule that's really good
0: yeah we 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 have to have it because um I mean, look—we're all guilty. I mean, Instagram <laughs> makes it so easy. Um, the internet makes it so easy. And when we're signing up for things or purchasing things, it is so easy to say, "Oh, I want this," and and then you know, it's all you can you can think about, and you're and you're so passionate about it, and what it can—you get excited, right? You like, if I just had this thing, I know it can do this for my business, mm-hmm. and you're really excited, but a lot of times when we hear from clients and we talk through the expense right so when we when i say consult your numbers i mean i want you to look at your profit and loss statement i want you to look at your balance sheet um, your credit card balances your cash balances and really look at what is my financial position today and and then consult why you want to make this purchase and mm-hmm. if it will continue, if it will help you meet your goals for this year
1: Right. Yeah. I feel like as a photographer, you know, I have, I said this a few times, but when I started photography school, my teacher said, welcome to photography where everything costs $50, $500 or $5,000. Yes. <laughs> and he wasn't lying. You know, it's like being a wedding photographer or a photographer. It's expensive. You know, everything is so much money. So making an investment in your business takes a lot of thought. You know, is this camera going to make me more money in the long you know what I mean? Is it really necessary to get seven new lenses or could I just get one? You know, you have to like figure out what's best for you and I love that you're like making us pause and like and then talking numbers because people don't do that. And maybe buying
0: seven lenses is the right decision, right? So I'm not saying to be Cheap or frugal, or that you have to save, and you know, I think that we have a lot of gurus out there who's saying, save, 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 cut back expenses, cut back expenses. You need to be profitable. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're allowed to invest money in your business, but I want you to do it thoughtfully with your goals in mind, and then I want you to put together a plan. So what what we see um, a lot of creatives. Um, First of all, scared to even look at the numbers, right? And so if we finally have a, like if you're able to finally jump over the fence and start looking, looking at the numbers, a lot of times we're looking at the historical numbers. Now I want you to say, okay, now what does the history tell me and how can I plan for the future? So putting together a budget, I know that's a really corporate term, it's really just a financial plan for the next 12 months, where we can say, hey, I'm going to buy seven new lenses, but it's going to be in July after these contracts have paid me and that's going to be the best time. Or I'm going to buy the lenses today because I have these contracts and I can pay that back by, the, and by this point in the year. Yeah. I love that. So maybe you can explain you know, why big purchases or
1: big business, businesses decisions... Let me start that again. Hold on. <laughs> So, so, maybe you can explain why big business decisions require evaluation. You know, how should we evaluate our decisions and making sure that they're right for us? Even though I know you just kind of said, like, we'll pay for it in July or maybe we'll pay for it now. Like, how is that thought process, you know, attainable?
0: How is the thought process attainable? Yeah. Like, how, you know, because pe- I look at
1: things, I don't know, different. I feel like creatives, you know, the numbers scare us. And then when we look at them, we get confused or we get overwhelmed. Like, How can we look at this and evaluate it maybe in a way that's less scary?
0: So sometimes when I start to say words like profit and loss statement and balance sheet, people are like, oh, Danielle, screw you. You're just another accountant. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Okay. Um, And and that's why I always encourage people to get help, right? I, I want everybody to have financial people in their corner. I think every business owner needs three people in their financial corner. You need a tax accountant, you need a bookkeeper, and you need a financial advisor. You have to have those three people guiding you, and they have to be people who you trust and you can call in a non-judgmental way, right? They're going to be the people who are kind and considerate and will allow you to ask the questions that you need to ask so that you can you can say Hey, I really like you said profit and loss statement. I don't even know what that is. Okay. Or, you know, how, okay, you sent me this profit and loss statement, but now how do I actually use it to make the business decision? Right. Like, can I afford to hire? Can I afford that purchase? Like, how do I plug this in here? Um, and if, uh, and no matter what, if you're starting out day one or you've been in business for five years, you, I, I encourage you to go and look for those three people in your corner. I call it a try. I call it a triangle. So I want you to have all three corners filled with the right people. But if you're just starting out, um, I want you to have like something you can do today. right? So you can schedule interviews with people to get those, those corners filled. However, I want you to have like something to do next week by yourself. I like to use the weekly dashboard as, as a toolkit for anybody in, in business. And the weekly dashboard has some metrics that you can pull with or without an accounting system. Do you mind if I, I go through the, through the metrics of a dashboard? Oh, yeah, like, what is, what is the dashboard? Bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. So the dashboard can be like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to um, have it in Excel or it doesn't have to be anything pretty. Um, we, when we work with our clients, we put it in a Google sheet. So they get a Google sheet every week. So, um, you know, if a Google Sheet works for you, great. Maybe a pen and paper works for you. That would be fine. Um, the first number is your cash balance. So this is really easy. You sign into your bank account, and and you you look for your cash balance. The next one is your credit card statements. So this is your current balance and then your available balance. So just two columns. Lines of credit and and any other loan balances that you have. I want you to see a full picture, right? So this is going to give you my sales minus my my credit cards, and it doesn't have to be the entire payment. It could just be the minimum payment this month, right? So so you can see (laughs) net what do you have after you have to make this month's payment. Um, And then I want you to see... I want you to list out who do you have to pay over the next 30 days. So... You again, you can it, go back through invoices, go back through your email. What contracts did you sign? So maybe you're redeveloping a website, you have a large software payment coming up, or list out all of your um, operations subscriptions. So, Zoom, Honeybook, like whatever you're using to support your business, if you have to pay them monthly, I want you to make a list of them and when they're due, because this is going to tell you okay, I have to have enough cash over the next 30 days. To make sure that I can I can pay the, those contracts, and then you're going to list out who owes you money over the next thirty days. And there's two purposes to this. One, I want you to collect your money
1: <laughs> because, right.
0: right, as entrepreneurs, we tend to think um, it's okay. Well, I know them personally; they're going through a lot. You're doing something for them. You're doing a service. We want to make sure that we're. Uh, We're collecting on all contracts and any future contracts. So anything that's coming in the door for the next 30 days. This is all things that you can pull without going into any kind of accounting software. You'll have to do your however you manage your contracts and your your invoicing, but you don't have to go into QuickBooks or anything. And what this dashboard tells you is it gives you a picture of the next 30 days, like what is happening. And so when you go to make a big investment, you can say, all right, well can I plug this investment in this dashboard? right? Can, if I'm going to buy lenses for $5,000, if I plug this in over the next 30 days, what is that going to do to this dashboard? Am I, do I have enough contracts coming in? Do I have enough cash or credit card availability to, in order to hit that? And then do some self-reflection on, does that support my goals?
1: Yeah. I love that. It's uh very easy to understand. Thank you. My goodness. <laughs> this dashboard is like life-changing. Good. Good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's knowing what you have coming in, knowing what you have currently and then can you make that decision? It sounds so simple, but you've explained it really easily it's for someone like me to understand.
0: Thank you. Good. Yeah. I mean, like I know that again, accounting can feel overwhelming and And so this is like an action tip that you like. You can get all of this from just signing onto different web browsers, (laughs) like just logging into your bank. And 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 then I think it it comes with time, like practicing how to use the decisions for the for the dashboard. Um, You know, we have a lot of clients who that will get it the first month or two, and they're like, "I don't know," like I don't know how to like make the decision using this. And you'll learn, like you almost get excited to look at these numbers because you're like, "Okay, wait." Wait, I'm I'm learning. I'm le- okay. I'm learning the impacts. I'm I'm learning how to see this, and you can make this this dashboard your own a little bit too. So, you know, some of our clients like to see their sales, um, their sales month to date, and compare that to their goal, or compare that to prior year. And that's another good way to learn how to spend your energy. So, if you're not hitting your goals, or maybe your prior year revenue, and it's the middle of the month, well. Now I know how I need to shift my behavior so that I am I am doing revenue generating activities uh, rather than rather than you know maybe this isn't the month to do a uh, you know training for yourself because you're not hitting your revenue goals.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, totally I think you know I've been very obviously I'm very transparent on this podcast but you know for me, I was very head in the sand I had an Excel sheet and I would do my, Accounting that way, and my account I was like, "What's happening here?" And finally, I think two years ago, I got on QuickBooks, and it's been you know eye opening, and so it's such a, it really gives you financial freedom to know your numbers and not be afraid of them. And then, like I like logging in, and looking at it. You know what I mean? It's it's nice to know like what's in the bank or even what I owe. You know, it's just being not afraid. Um, to take on the next part of your business. And I love that you have this triangle method where you have three people in your corner, in each corner, helping you figure out what's best for you. You know, I've never even thought of
0: that before. Yeah, most people don't. Um, you know, we, we expect a lot from our CPA. So a lot of people hear the word CPA and and they, it's kind of a catch-all, a throw-all, a, right. a term. And I had no idea when I left corporate that there were so many different terms for all these things, right? People refer, depending on what your background is, you call all these different people different terminology. It's kind of crazy. Um, so this this tax account CPA becomes your your catch all because you think that they know you know, they're they're doing tax returns for businesses. So they know how to run a business and they know how to business things and and they know how to get insurance because they um you know they're filing your tax return. It really makes no sense when you think about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They are trained so when you take your CPA exam, you 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 can take it in like you have to pass all um all areas. So that means tax, business, audit. So you have to pass all the areas. However Once you start in your career, you really form a specialty. And these tax accounts, their specialty is tax. And so what they're really proficient in is the tax return and the tax code. (laughs) Right. And you don't want them deviating from that, right? Like their training when they go for continuing education, they're doing continuing education in tax. They're not doing it in what's the latest business strategies. What's you know what they are doing and what, how do I save my clients money in their taxes? And so the only thing you want to go to your tax account for is taxes. And usually, you know, the poor tax accounts. Honestly, I I, I feel bad for them because what happens is that they you know, they have clients who you know they they come in with the big receipt box, you know that yeah you know, shoebox the shoebox <laughs> yeah like most of us aren't carrying around shoebox anymore. However. You know, we, we don't have any accounting system. We don't have any financial statements. So we say to the tax account, like, okay, do my taxes. He's like, whoa, now I have to be a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to be a bookkeeper. She doesn't want to be a bookkeeper. They're doing it in order to be able to file your tax return. And so when they actually, like, let's say they're, they're putting you in QuickBooks, they're only doing it so that they can file your tax return. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so it's not—it's not in your best interest as as the business owner. And so, so one of the things that that we really prioritize is how do we how do we do this in a way that yes, the tax guy can use it for the tax return, but for the business owner to be able to look at the financials and make business decisions all year long, mm-hmm. like that's so impactful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then you know the financial advisor piece—we need things like insurance and life insurance and disability and we need to plan for our future and our our 401k and our retirements even as business owners we have to be planning for the future and so we need to have somebody on our corner that can help us plan for that both personally and professionally
1: yeah yeah a lot of i know we've had a uh, i think i did one episode about planning for the future oh yeah i did have someone on about it and you know it's a that's another topic where if you don't have a Roth IRA or an IRA or mutual, you know, if you're not planning for retirement, you know, you're going to be a disservice come, you know, 20 years from now when you have no money put away. Like it's, it's things that people don't think about in the beginning, but they're really important to make sure you have like this quality of life, you know, throughout your whole life and, and having a financial advisor is definitely a great way to like start getting on that path for sure. I love that. So oh gosh, I'm like, I have to go back and look at my QuickBooks now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, see but how I, yeah, I, see how it's set up. It, you know, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting perspective. Like, you know, are you able to to quickly? So when we do it, we want we want business owners to be able to quickly look at it and have their eye drawn to their spending areas and then quickly be able to draw into that. Um, So the idea is how, like, how do we use this without it being time consuming and overwhelming? Yeah. Yeah. And I love the, the
1: dashboard. I think that's such an amazing easy way for tip for people to like start implementing right now um, so they can, you know, get a great, you know, overview of what's happening and then hopefully work with you or work with other people like to, to really make, you know, really smart decisions. I guess one question I had is, so, after you like look, so let's say we'll, we'll stick with camera equipment because that's like tangible for me. So, let's say you want to buy like a $5,000 body and you're looking at your dashboard and you talk with you, you know, you or your um, financial advisor. And then you decide to like make that decision. Like, may, maybe you could just walk us through that process. Like, is it something where, you know, if let's say they can't do it. You know, like they have to wait. Like, how do you work on that process to get them to that goal?
0: So, I, I always go back to planning. So, again, it's that corporate term that I, I hate to say, but I think it, <laughs> it, it explains it well is the budget, right? So, if you determine, so you plug this into your dashboard and you realize, okay, if I buy this piece of equipment, you know, I, I I'm gonna to have to take on some debt. I don't really have the projects coming in for it in the next thirty days. I have to start planning past thirty days. So, the dashboard is gonna help you for thirty days, and then past that, we have to do what's called a budget. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, I would suggest looking at your income for the next twelve months. What do you have in the pipeline? What do you you know? Look backwards. What have you done in the past? Look at the seasonality of your business. Um, and then and then lay out your expenses so you can go backwards. Yeah, we we run a profit and loss by month for the last twelve to twenty four months, and then use that to project into the future. Now, once we have all of our known expenses, so all those operating expenses I mentioned earlier in the in the pod, um, you know, once we have everything known that we're going to have to pay, now we can plug in the extras, so the equipment getting ourselves on payroll, maybe taking a few owner's draws, um, hiring somebody. Now we can plan for our hopes and wants and dreams beyond that. So really, when you're doing this exercise, what you're looking for is profit. Like for In terms of a cash, like your cash goal is what you want to see in, in your profit, plus your owner's draws, plus any debt you want to repay back. Mm-hmm. And that's really how much cash you're looking for to come into the door over the next 12 months. I love that. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. It's been so eye-opening. I'm like very excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Very excited for
1: everyone to hear this and then feel, you know, like a sense of calm and relief. Like it's it's not as scary as people think. You know? Yes, I love that. So what we like to do here at Tea with Janae is give our listeners um, tangible tips, actual advice, um, things they can do immediately after the show, um, and really. Move their business forward. So I know we've given some great advice and great tips, but maybe you can share some things not to do, right? Like maybe you can say uh, avoid. There's these three mistakes uh, when when starting this. Maybe you could help us with that.
0: Yeah. So avoid um, avoid not doing it. Running running. (laughs) running from the numbers. So I want you to put this this time on your calendar. So finance Friday, money Monday, it could be wine Wednesday. I don't you know, whatever it is. I want you to make time on your calendar and then you are to show up that for that appointment like like you are showing up with the president of the company because damn it you are, right? You cannot if you are working for somebody and the president calls you into their office to talk about the number, your numbers, You are not going to miss that appointment. And I want you to treat that appointment like this. And Mm -hmm. so you're going to do the dashboard on Fridays at three o'clock or whatever the, you know, whatever it is. And do the dashboard. And if you have to, like some people, it's hard for them to do it and then look at it. Do it on Friday and then come back to it on Monday, right? Like do the actual numbers on Friday and then come back on Monday and say, okay. Now that I'm not in the weeds, this is what I take from the dashboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you know, <laughs> what's not to do is to to avoid it like the plague. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, you know, we all are carrying this money mindset with us, and and our our money mindset can can say really bad things <laughs> to ourselves, and we're we're the meanest to ourselves, right? If if I heard somebody talking to my daughter the way I talk to myself, I, I would never let her be friends with them. And we all have some version of that. And so, as you're doing the dashboard, as you're starting to look at your numbers, as you're starting to look at these investments, I want you to watch the narrative that you're telling yourself. I'm not good at this. I'm not a numbers person. See, Danielle, I told you I couldn't. I, I was never. This was never going to make sense to me. Or um, I don't enjoy it, so I don't have to do it, right? Or this is this is hard, so I don't have to. Um, or see, I can never afford anything. This is why I never want to do it because I can never afford anything. You need to turn that off. You need to turn off that narrative and, and, and talk to yourself in a kind way. Okay. This isn't the week to make that purchase. right? I have, I, so I have to notice that and do something differently this week. Maybe I need to cut back on some other expenses or I need to raise my prices. So how can I learn from this experience And change the behavior to do better next time. So just watch how you're talking to yourself in that money mindset.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh, that that hits home at least for me, and I'm sure with people listening too. You know, money mindset's a really big part of this whole this whole thing. You know, you have to. Uh, and limiting beliefs, you know, like you, you keep saying, like, oh, I'm not going to do this, Danielle, or oh, I'm not going to make this goal. Like, that's a limiting belief, and you have to push through those because anything is possible and you have to believe in yourself. And I find, um, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but yeah. like, I uh, attract a lot of money. So I find a lot of money on the floor, and um, my daughter and I were the money hunters. And every time I find money, I share it, and then my listeners and my friends and my followers they share when they find money, and it's just like this whole—it's a whole nother uh, podcast. But you know, you have to sort of get in the right mindset, which will then hopefully trickle into your business. So it's all—it's all
0: connected. But you hear the story that you told yourself, "I find money," <laughs> yep, you <laughs> know, um, and that—that's—that's that's the narrative going on up there. So if you can flip the narrative to. I, I never have enough money to I find money right mm-hmm. money I, I attract money money comes to me. This is a very feminine en- energy, so um, you know what we're talking about right now. But it is a mindset shift that that these become mantras of abundance, and so doing this dashboard can bring up it can bring up feelings for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want you to like you can even write them down <laughs> as you're having them. As you're doing your dashboard, you can write them down. Like, whoo, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> you know, um, put the put the pen to paper. Um, and I actually like to just throw mine away. So when I when I journal any anything, it goes straight into the garbage. <laughs> so you can you know you write it down right like this dashboard didn't feel good today. I had all these negative beliefs, and then I want you to throw it away. And next week when you do it, maybe you journal it again, and and you'll notice you'll notice a shift because. The more you do this, the more comfortable you're going to be. You're going you're going to become. I, I always equate it to working out because I've, I have two passions in, in my life, and it's it's you know, working out and 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 how can we optimize our health and how can we optimize our wealth in our in our business? And you know, every time you you show up to the gym, it's not easy. It's hard, but the more you go and the more action you take. It becomes easier and it becomes part of your habit, and so it's the same thing with this dashboard. I love it. Oh gosh, you're speaking my language now.
1: <laughs> I love it. Mindset's all where it's at, and I love that you're passionate about working out. Good for you. That's awesome. Yep. I am not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know but, what? It's 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 uh, like enjoying the, the the challenge of it, and how can how can I be better as a as a person? And how you know? It's just I, I think that we we only have we only have one mind and we only have one body and we only have one chance at this. And so I just want to optimize everything that I do. So it's not, yeah. When, when I say to people, I enjoy working out, I would say like, it's not like, Hey, look, when I woke up at five 30 this morning and told myself I had to get on that treadmill, I didn't want to, right? Like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to enjoy this so much. Like, no, I was like, damn it. I don't want to do this, but I want to, I want to live for a long time and I want to optimize my health. And I just, I only have one opportunity at this. And, and I think that's the same same thing, like all, all, the way around in our life. Like I have, I have this opportunity right here in this business and in this body and in this mind. I love it. Yeah. No, it really, it really hits home. It's awesome. I
1: love this. This has been the best conversation, and thank you so much for being here. I feel, I feel like today, like it's just so relaxing to speak with someone who can break it down really easily um, for creatives like myself who. You know, used to fear numbers, but now it's like, okay, it's not it's kind of easy, especially when you have someone really to help you and guide you. So if you could, you know, I would love for people to find out uh, more ways to connect with you. So maybe you can tell everybody how they can find out um, about your company, how to say hello online, and how to work with you.
0: Yeah, um, if you are struggling with your money mindset, um uh, we recently launched uh, our podcast, Entrepreneur Money Stories. Where we're digging into all things money mindset um, and really giving you. Um, I like that you catch them talking about action tips. Like, we want you to have strategies to walk away to improve your money mindset. Um, I, I hang out on Instagram at Kickstart Accounting. Um, the team is doing really funny reels. And if you want to find out how you make accounting funny, go check out Kickstart Accounting. Like, I'm really impressed. <laughs> I'm really impressed. Um, I'm I'm laughing every time. So you ha- you have to check out like accounting. I mean. How do you make accounting funny? Um, and then, if this is resonating with you, and you're like, I need help, um, we are accepting new clients right now. So um, you can go to calendly.com/kickstartaccounting. You can find more information on our website. We're just recently um, remodeling our website. Um, it's kickstartaccountinginc.com. Um, Inc is important, um, and and you can learn more about the team, the company, and schedule a strategy session with the Kickstart Accounting team. We are on a mission. To really truly just help entrepreneurs, right? Like, I truly believe in every single one of our clients that they have the power to live the life that they want and grow their business. And I think as entrepreneurs, we have the um, ability to change the world. And so it's just one business at a time. All of us can continue to uh, be empowered and grow and make this TAM accounting thing not so hard.
1: Yeah. I love this. Um, You guys can swipe on up right now and click on the show notes and all the links will be there. So you guys can click on them now. Let Danielle listen to today's episode and thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun and I hope you come back. And I definitely want to listen to your podcast, All About Money Mindset. That is like speaking my love language. So definitely going to check that out.
0: Awesome. Maybe you'll come on the show one day and your audience can learn about your money journey.
1: Oh, I would love that. Count me in for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, perfect. (laughs) Thank you, Danielle. Thank you for being here. Come back soon. You're welcome. welcome. We'll do. Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to Danielle for being our wonderful guest today. It was so much fun getting to chat with you. I love this topic and definitely could uh, chat about this all day long. <laughs> if you guys want to find out more about Danielle, find out how to work with Kickstart Accounting. Swipe on up in the show notes, click on them, and let them know you listened to today's episode. And don't forget to mention in the referral code Janae. You guys will get a little something and it helps the show out too. Thanks so much. And I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye you guys.